You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today we're going to talk about some favorites we've been enjoying since staying at home. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I took the leap. Inspired by your birthday purchases this year, I had gone out and gotten a whole bunch of pots. Mm -hmm. But that was right before everything shut down, so I didn't get any plants to put in them. I've just had the pots sitting on the open shelves in my kitchen, waiting for plants, and there's this awesome local plant store that does porch drop-off for just $5, no matter the size of the order, if you're within a certain radius around where the shop is. Mm -hmm. I took the plunge this week. I ordered my plants. They're here. I don't have soil yet. That's also still coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think it's going to be here today, so I'm going to pot them this weekend, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see them. I have also been obsessed with my plants since being at home and recently potted up some. And then I have a lot of those plants where you can cut them and get them to re-root. And I need more pots now because I have many of those to expand my collection. So that is my current plant need. But they are bringing a lot of joy in this inside time. Totally. What's new with you, Sarah? When I was filling out this outline, it took me a very long time to come up with something new. That has been happening in my life Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. there has been so little new happening in my life. Yep. But one thing I've been enjoying has been talking to friends on the phone. I found I actually prefer that over a video chat. And I'm not sure exactly why that is. I think another thing where I'm staring at a screen feels a bit exhausting to me. Mm -hmm. And then I also think I have this nostalgia for long phone calls Mm. that I used to have all the time when I was in college and those immediate post-college years. Yeah. And so it brings me back to that time where I so loved connecting with friends in that way. Mm. It's been a nice way to reach out to people and feel a bit more connected. When are you doing it? Often in the afternoon, if the kids are busy outside playing, then I will try and sneak in a phone call. That has been my most successful time because I really hate doing it in the evening after the kids are in bed. That is a time where I don't want to be connecting with anybody besides Neil. Yeah. Obviously, I get interrupted from time to time, but... What else is new? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what book do you have to share today? I want to talk about The Right Swipe by Alicia Rye. This is a contemporary romance novel. It focuses on Rhiannon, who's the creator of a feminist dating app, and Samson, who's a former football player who quit football because he didn't think the leadership on his team was taking head injuries seriously enough. Mm -hmm. I loved this book. I loved both these characters. I loved their very principled stands in their respective fields. I love how those things were woven into the subplot of the book. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting trope because it's lovers to enemies to lovers. So they, in the past, have been together, and then something happened that made Rhiannon hate Samson, and then they sort of orbit around each other for a while again in various ways. Definitely worth a read. If contemporary romance is your thing, this is a good one. I also read this one on your recommendation and loved it, and I'm currently reading the second one in the series, which is also excellent so far. Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm on the list for that one right now. I told you in a recent Vox that I have discovered about myself that I love the enemies to lovers trope (laughs) in romance novels. So this hit the spot. (laughs) So good. What have you been reading, Sarah? 
I just finished Know My Name by Chanel Miller. This is her memoir where she details the night that Brock Turner assaulted her and what it was like to go through the criminal justice system as a sexual assault survivor. For those who may not know her story, in 2016, her victim impact statement went viral where she shared her perspective on what happened and the judge ended up giving Brock Turner an incredibly light sentence which created a firestorm of rage across the country. And this is the first time that she's gone public with her identity and sharing her side of the story. It was beautifully written. She has an incredibly powerful voice that I will not forget. It was really hard to read because it's a really hard topic and it was completely infuriating. But the way sexual assault victims are treated in our society and in the court system is something we need to stay mad about. Yep. I would absolutely recommend it. Just know going in that it is an emotionally heavy book and to be prepared for that. This was also recommended on the Feminist Midwife newsletter that I follow, Mm -hmm. and I'm on the list for this one too. Our main segment today is Favorites Pandemic Edition. (laughs) We thought it would be fun to just go over a list of things that we've been enjoying and that have been bringing us a little joy in this time of being at home. Let's start with our favorite podcasts. Mine is Home Cooking with Samin Nosrat and Rishikesh Sherway. I want more of this. There were only four episodes. They did a little mini series. So for people who don't know, Samin is a chef and Rishikesh is a podcast host. I mean, I first learned about him when I was listening to the West Wing Weekly. So maybe he's a journalist. Okay. It's a conversational podcast. They take calls from people about what people should cook at home during the pandemic. Hmm. It's this really lovely, totally current food conversation about what to do when you have tons of tuna or what to bake when you want to make a white cake and you only have all-purpose flour or whole wheat flour. So it's like an advice show where you say what you have and then they tell you what you could make from it. Is that the premise? There's some of that, but it's more than that. They talk to celebrity chefs. They talk to celebrities. They talk to everybody about food during this time. It is very pandemic appropriate and it was really comforting. It sounds lovely. And there's only four. So they definitely leave you wanting more. What about you? I have been listening to something that is probably not pandemic friendly. (laughs) (laughs) I have been obsessively listening to Pod Save America, which is a political talk show hosted by former Obama staffers. Mm. Very far to the left. It is excellent for feeling righteous rage (laughs) at the state of our world. Uh It is not so great for reducing anxiety. Yeah. Or escaping from reality mm-hmm. in any way. Mm-hmm. But it's really the only thing I've been listening to. I've been finding I either want to listen to this when it comes out or I want to listen to music. Hmm. I'm having trouble committing to new things during the pandemic. Yeah. I'm having trouble stepping out of what I already know, even though I know there's a lot of great stuff out there. Something to work on. Or something to lean into. I mean, I think there's something to be said for Knowing what you're getting into being comforting in this pretty uncertain time. True enough. What about TV shows? Lately, I have been binging Call the Midwife, which is in its ninth Mm. season, and I can stream it through pbs.org. So I've been loving that. 
And there was an announcement this week that Hamilton, the original Broadway cast version, was filmed back whenever they were doing it, Mm. 2016, 20-something. It's going to be on Disney Plus in July. Okay. Anyone with Disney Plus or who wants to do a free trial of Disney Plus at that time can see Hamilton on the stage with the original cast. I am pretty psyched about that. I'm excited about that, too. I still haven't seen Hamilton and would love to. So I might be free trialing it up come July. Love it. What have you been watching, Sarah? Early in my stay-at-home time, I completed watching all of Dance Moms. That's a real accomplishment, friend. (laughs) It is. It is. There are so many episodes. How many episodes are there? Over 200. Hmm. Impressive. There's a good number of let's get the cast together in a talk show format Mm. and just rehash what happened in the season. I haven't watched any of those. I only watched the ones with the dance competitions. Interesting. And I started with season seven because that was what was available last year on Hulu. So it's been a while. So I'm actually re-watching season seven now that I have more context for the characters after having watched seasons one through six. Uh Uh-huh. I would be embarrassed by it, but I found it very comforting to be watching that (laughs) while I'm cooking dinner. (laughs) It's not a show to like sit and focus on. It is just lovely to be hearing other people's problems that feel very not real Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. time. It's very escapist. Yeah. And I have also started on your recommendation and another friend's recommendation, watching Schitt's Creek. Oh, we love that one. Which has been a really fun thing for Neil and I to watch together. Mm. Lately, I had been reading in the evenings and or watching Dance Moms, which Neil has no interest in. (laughs) And Neil had been watching shows that I have no interest in. So it's been nice to have a show that we want to watch together and that it's nice and short. Yes. It doesn't feel like a big commitment. So that has been a recent addition to our TV watching schedule. Yes. Andrew and I recently finished through season five, which is everything that's available on Netflix. I think season six Mm -hmm. was the final season and that should be coming soon. So we're eagerly anticipating that one. Nice. So that's what we are enjoying watching. What about your kids? Has there been anything particularly enjoyed by them in this time? Cosmic Kids Yoga is a hit. I think most people know about this, but this is a yoga teacher who leads children through yoga while also telling a story at the same time. And I have even done a few of these with Plum. Mm-hmm. And Pepper likes to get in on it, too. He likes to stomp around on the yoga mat and put his head down. And it's all pretty cute. And it's nice that it's not just sitting and zoning out. It's nice that it's moving the body at the same time. Mm-hmm. My kids love this, too. E more than HP, but even he has enjoyed getting in on some of the yoga action. It seems that it's aimed a little younger, like Mm -hmm. targeted toward the four-year-old in your life, but it makes sense that any kid could get into it. Agreed. And the main zone-out show that is happening these days is Sesame Street. As a parent, I like this because it is extra long. (laughs) 30 minutes of Mr. Rogers wasn't cutting it. We banned Daniel Tiger for my sanity. Mm. That was a staple for a long time. Yes. DT became obsessive level with Mm. my four-year-old and there was a lot of screaming and crying when we turned it off so I said we're all done with that for a while that's fair what kids shows are happening at your house their favorite show to watch has been the magic school bus Mm, which of course I remember from my childhood and that's really the only show they've been asking to watch but they also enjoy some YouTube offerings (laughs) including OK Go videos. Oh, so good. Which is musical group 
that puts together these amazing music videos mm-hmm. that are all ages appropriate and fascinating. Totally. My favorite one is the one where they're on the treadmills. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. My kids love the one with all the paper that prints out in this oh. coordinated fashion. And also the one where they're in an airplane with zero gravity. Yes. They're interesting for all ages. For sure. And I like that there's that music component. We don't have a ton of music in our lives. So when there's ways to insert it, it feels nice. Yeah. The other YouTube offering they love has been Survival Builders, which <laughs> I've heard some mixed things about in terms of the ethics and who's profiting from this and how real various things are. <laughs> but my kids love it. It's right up HP's alley. He loves building things out of nature and... There's really no words. You're just watching people build these structures or underground pools or tree houses or what have you. And that one feels kind of calming to me because you're just watching this video of something being created. Let's move into books. What have your favorite pandemic reads been so far? My favorite has been my reading lately that was a few episodes ago or last episode, The Gollum and the Genie by Helene Wecker. Mm -hmm. Just loved it. I might reread it. It was so good. It looks excellent. What about you? I feel like I've read a lot of good ones that I've been on a pretty decent reading streak, which, as you know, doesn't always happen. No, I'm definitely in more of a slump right now. Mm. Yep. Two of my favorites have been Know My Name that I just talked about and also The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Mm. But my most enjoyable escapist reads have been Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore and Well Met by Jen DeLuca. Mm. Both romances. The first is a historical romance, and the second is a modern romance. Both were just lovely. And since then, I've really been on a romance kick, but none of them have quite lived up to those two. Both of those are on my list on your recommendation, and I cannot wait. I have very high hopes for them rescuing my slump. (laughs) May you not be disappointed. (laughs) What about kids' books? Plum has been loving Roxaboxin by Alice McLaren. We love that one. It's so sweet. For people who don't know, it's about kids basically building their own town in the desert. And my sister just moved to the desert in January. So we talk a lot about Aunt Audrey being in the desert and what it's Mm -hmm. like out there and what animals there are. And there's also something about there aren't really adults in this book. Mm -hmm. It's just all kids doing their own thing, which I think is really appealing to Plum at this age, this yearning for independence age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not even that much happens plot wise, but it's just really sweet. And it's one that she asks for at least weekly, if not more often for a bedtime read, I think, because it's mm-hmm. so comforting. HP's teacher actually sent a link to a professional narrator <gasps> reading this on YouTube with the pictures. So I'll link that up since I know a lot of you may not have access to your library still so you can enjoy it. That's a great idea. I would love to see that. And Plum would love to watch it. And for Pepper, we have a book called Baby Present that is a mindfulness book for babies, and it is very short, just pictures of babies on every page, but he and I both love that book. There's a lot of breathing in and out, and Mm -hmm. it's another one where he chuckles when he sees the babies Mm. doing things, which is so precious. What about kids reads at your house, Sarah? We have been doing lots of read-alouds to pass the time which is an enjoyable activity for all of us. And our favorites, early on we read The Wild Robot and The Wild Robot Escapes by Peter Brown Mm. about 
Roz, a robot who gets shipwrecked onto a wild island and learns to survive in the wild with the animals and nature there. It is fun in that survival aspect that I think is so appealing to kids. Mm -hmm. And to me. (laughs) (laughs) And just a lovely story all around. And lately we've been reading the Humphrey series by Betty Burney. And I think there's 12 books. I am sure I will read all of them within the next (laughs) month or two. We're on our fifth right now. And the first one is called The World According to Humphrey. And it is about a hamster named Humphrey that is a classroom pet. The whole book is from the hamster's perspective. And then you get to know all the kids in the class and their dynamics. My kids love it, including E, which she is new to enjoying chapter book Mm read-alouds. She used to just always walk away and want to read picture books. But even she is Humphrey, Humphrey, more Humphrey. Mm -hmm. So that's been fun to have something that they really both enjoy. Okay. That's maybe a good one for us to start with Plum because we've had the same struggle with longer reads where it's much more interesting Mm -hmm. for me and Andrew Mm -hmm. to be reading a chapter book. But there is a sweet spot of holding her attention while we also enjoy it. So we'll check it out. And it's nice when it's a long series like this. On the one hand, it's a lot of Humphrey to read. (laughs) But on the other hand, once the kids already know the characters, there's so much Mm. of that activation energy when you start a new book and getting to know who's who and figuring out those relationships. And I think it's comforting for them to just step back into this world every time we sit down to read aloud. Yeah, for sure. Let's move away from media and into food. (laughs) What has been your favorite quick meal to make? Definitely frozen pizza for us. We are to the point in our family where one frozen pizza does not feed the whole family. So what I have been doing on the days when Andrew and I want frozen pizza is just feeding the kids leftovers for dinner, putting them to bed earlier, and then making the frozen (laughs) pizza for me and Andrew to eat after. Love it. I do have some sadness about frozen pizza, though, which is that we can't get our favorite brand very often here, which is the Freshetta Mm. brand. I think I've mentioned before, so we have been trying some new ones. My favorite so far for cheap pizza is Red Baron, which is everywhere. Anyone can get that. And then if you want to splurge on a frozen pizza, so buy it for $8 instead of $4. The Home Run In brand has been a real hit, Hmm. and it's a little bit different. I think it's something about Chicago and baseball. And that's where it comes from. Okay. So it reminds me a little bit of industrial pizza. The cheese is really thick and delicious. I'm really into it. I do not recommend DiGiorno Thin Crust because I did not like how the sauce tasted. Hmm. Yes, you are quite the frozen pizza connoisseur. I appreciate all of your insights because (laughs) I have not found a frozen pizza that I really love. Mm -hmm. I would do the opposite of you, make it for the kids to eat. And then eat something else myself. But maybe I just have not been trying the right brands of pizza. (laughs) Or maybe our tastes are just different in this realm. (laughs) Also possible. (laughs) What's your quick meal fave, Sarah? Ours is cheesy chips, also known as nachos. Just chips on the pan, cheese on top, put it in the oven for a few minutes. Yes, we do this in the microwave, mm-hmm. and we call it chips and cheese, just for another <laughs> naming convention. It is something we always have the ingredients for. I know will be a hit. Then we can just have some fruit and veg on the side and call it a night. What about snacks? Any new favorites you've been enjoying? 
I'm not sure this is a new favorite, but we are just really loving the Barbara's Cheese Puffs, which are a natural Cheeto. They have the puffy ones, but they also have the regular Cheeto ones that are crunchier. Mm -hmm. And actually, I wasn't sure that Pepper would be able to eat those crunchy ones, but he has so many teeth now that he can. Mm -hmm. So I have been filling that little snack cup with the lid for him with these. Plum loves them. I love them. We're going through so many bags that I just ordered a case of 12. (laughs) (laughs) My family also loves these. E specifically requested them on my last grocery trip, but I only bought one bag because they weren't on sale. Mm. That was a mistake. They were gone in a couple hours, and she's like, (laughs) where's more? I said, oh, we only got one bag. She's like, we're going to need more next time. (laughs) (laughs) Do y'all like the puffed ones or the crunchy ones? They only like the crunchy ones. Interesting. We got the puffed ones on accident, and they were not a hit. Fair enough. Early on, I would have said the French onion dip and salt and pepper chips were Mm -hmm. my favorite. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I almost feel burnt out on them right now because I've eaten so many. Yes. We are also burnt out on them. There is a half thing of Dean's in the fridge Mm -hmm. and a half bag of chips in the cupboard, which is unheard of in my house, that a bag of chips would last long enough to get stale. Yep. We've had the same issue. So the new snack I've been enjoying have been Dots pretzels, Mm. which are just salty and yummy, and I have been eating them a lot while watching Schitt's Creek. Delicious. I also saw an Alton Brown recipe for homemade French onion dip the other day that maybe I sent it to you, but Mm -hmm. I bought a lot of onions on my last grocery trip with the aim of making this dip in the hopes of getting back on the chip and dip train. Yes. I'm glad you reminded me of that because it has also been on my list to make. So maybe I will try and do that before our next recording Mm. to give a report back in our eating lately. Great idea. Gotta love the pod for motivating us to eat delicious (laughs) things. So true. (laughs) What about movement and exercise? What have you been most enjoying? I have been enjoying walks, which I'm going to talk about a little more in a minute. But also want to give a shout out to dance parties. Mm. It is a perfect witching hour activity. When dinner is not yet ready, your kids are losing their mind. Turn music on so loud that you cannot hear them whining and just dance. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a preferred playlist or songs that you dance to? We tend to go back to the same songs over and over again. The hits right now are Call Me Maybe. Uh Uh-huh. Excellent. (laughs) Always the winner. And Marry You by Bruno Mars. All right. What about your exercise? I have been loving long walks, either listening to audiobooks, Pod Save America, or music when I actually want to (laughs) de-stress. And I've also been enjoying Orange Theory workouts at home. Our studio has been doing where the coaches actually get on Zoom and you can log in and then they can see you and correct your form and you're doing it in a class atmosphere with other folks from the Mm. studio. And that's been really motivating and good for me. And I just feel happier on the days that I've been doing it. Nice. How about games? Any good card, board, or other games? The kid hit at our house has been Alphabet Go Fish. Okay. It's just a whole bunch of cards with the alphabet on them, Mm -hmm. and you fish for them. My dad made us these awesome card holders because the cards are big and Plum was having trouble holding them. Mm -hmm. So he mailed us those, and that has been amazing. Nice. And then Drawful for Adults, which is a game that you can play on your phone so everyone can connect into the room and you can be in Zoom together. And so whoever has Mm. the game shares the screen. Okay. Then everyone can be playing on their own device at home. Interesting. It's pretty fun. And it's a nice way to connect. We've done it a lot with family so far. Can you describe the premise of the game? It's like Pictionary, basically. Okay. But 
with really weird clues, and everyone makes awful drawings, so drawful. Got it. We've gone back to an old favorite in our family, which is Boggle. Neil is a bit of a Boggle master, Mm. and I love a good challenge, so I want to just keep playing over and over again until I can beat him. Yeah. And the kids have also been getting into it. They heard us playing in the evening Mm. and then wanted to come out and see, and we're asking questions, (laughs) which was not great. But then the next day we were explaining it to them and we've done a couple times at dinner or at lunch having the boggle set up in the middle and just all going around finding words. Ooh, fun. And felt like a spelling slash language arts lesson when we were still in school. (laughs) Game schooling is what they call that. There are like apparently whole groups that are dedicated to this. If we are still doing virtual school in the fall, I will be looking into a lot of that to bring more joy into our schooling life. Yeah. (laughs) How about activities that have best occupied your children? Plum has gotten really into puzzles. She's been into them in the Mm. past, but I recently got some 70-piece puzzles, which is the biggest that she's done. And these are legit puzzles with the small pieces. Mm -hmm. What's really good about this is that she can do them on the kitchen table And so then Pepper can't get into what she's doing. Right. Which is crucial. Yes. We have three that are the little feminist line. And so they are past famous women who have done stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she has worked on all of those multiple times. And sometimes she gets frustrated and takes a break. But it is a reliable, at least 30 minutes usually longer, of her working on it and coming back and working on it and coming back. So that's been really great. Yeah. I was surprised she could do a puzzle with that many small pieces. I think these are especially good in terms of the color variation. They are pretty bold Mm -hmm. and simple, but there is enough difference in both the shape and the colors that I think it makes it a little easier than other puzzles with small pieces. What a great activity. Yes. And then Pepper can amuse himself for 20 minutes at a time by taking all the stuff off the shoe shelf in the front hall. (laughs) And carrying it uh-huh. around. Uh-huh. Does he put them back also? Oh, no. Or just take them off? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> he just takes everything off and then carries things around. Andrew's like, where's my other crock? I have no idea. <laughs> look, <laughs> look around the hole downstairs of the house <laughs> because your kid took it somewhere. Turns into a game for the adults also. <laughs> yeah, against our will. What have your kids been doing to stay occupied? HP has been loving digging holes in the backyard. Nice. Particularly one very large hole that he can now crawl inside and put a saucer sled on top of himself so that he's hidden from the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty great one. And then he has also been into chopping firewood. So he'll collect all the sticks and various things from around the house. And then we have a hatchet and a saw that he'll use to break them into firewood-sized pieces. And that occupies him for a good stretch of every day. And then E has been loving bike riding, which is actually our next topic is favorite kids milestone or accomplishment. And it has been such a joy to watch her start to love biking and to become much more confident. She went up a size in her bike. At Mm. first she was on the much smaller one, partly because the next size up had a flat Mm. and we had to order a tube for it because it couldn't be patched because of where the pole was. But once we got her on that bigger bike, she could go so much faster. She's been practicing riding, standing up, and just going up and down our street repeatedly. And of course, as people who love to bike, that has been really fun to watch. 
Nice. What's the milestone for your kids? I am loving how much Plum is writing. She can write her name, her brother's name, mama, dada, friends' names. We are doing a lot of pen pal stuff with folks Mm -hmm. in North Carolina, which we were doing already, but have kind of upped our game because we're just home all the time. I'm just really loving how much she can do. And she comes down and she shows me and it's awesome. Very cool. What has been a favorite treat? And this could be anything, not necessarily food, just something that has been a little luxury in this time. I take a walk every morning during breakfast. It is just so delightful. Mm -hmm. I leave Andrew to manage breakfast and the kids, which he does beautifully. And then I am by myself for 30 to 40 minutes while getting exercise. It's usually great weather at that time of day, even as it's gotten hotter in the afternoons. It's still really nice at 7 or 7.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I have been Marco Poloing friends. I've been boxing friends. I have been getting to know my new neighborhood. I've been listening to podcasts that I love and catching up on old favorites. It's just been really awesome. It's been awesome for my mental health. It's been awesome for my physical health. It's been great for getting a break from my people. I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like it's checking a lot of boxes. 100%. What's your favorite treat, Sarah? Mother's Day was earlier this week, and I bought myself some chocolate, which I had not done since being home, buying Mm. good chocolate. Mm -hmm. That was so enjoyable. I was sad I didn't buy more of it because ever since I ate that, now I've been craving it every day, wishing I had more good chocolate. And then also reading. Mm. Now that the weather's nice and my kids have been playing and entertaining themselves for good chunks of every day, I've gotten in a lot of reading and just lots of things that are so enjoyable, like romances, and feel like a true escape. Mm. And so getting to do that during the day has just been a bright spot in this time. Love it. Do you have any favorite purchases since you've been home? Well, I've bought a lot of stuff because I'm an (laughs) overbuyer and I shot my feelings. (laughs) But probably my favorite purchase have been my Kindred Bravely Angelina nightgowns. This is a nursing and maternity nightgown. I'm still nursing Pepper, so I need access to be able to nurse him during the day. Mm-hmm. But I actually think these are really cute for any time. I have worn them out of the house as a dress, but they are like the perfect house dress because they are this really soft jersey material. They're so comfy. I get them in dark colors, so stains mm-hmm. and being able to see through them, not a problem. Right. I had one from when Pepper was really little that was purple that I loved that I recommended to lots of people. But then they went on mega sale last week where instead of $35, they were $19.99. So I bought a black one and a navy one as well. And I am just really enjoying the comfy loungewear. Nice. (laughs) My favorite purchase was inspired by you. We got some prisms to hang in the house. Yay! The ones in our front window because our window faces west. So the prisms do their rainbow action in the evening, usually Mm -hmm. when we're doing our read aloud. and. The kids have loved spinning the prism and then playing what they call a video game (laughs) and running around trying to touch all of the different rainbows throughout the house, which is sometimes a bit questionable during read aloud time, but Uh uh mostly fine. And they really enjoy it. Just been a nice, fun addition to the inside of our house. Let's end with our favorite thing we are not doing because we've been home more than in our normal lives. I am really thankful to not disrupt our schedule for school pickup and drop off. Yep. 
Pepper is getting his nap whenever he needs it. He's been able to go to one nap starting at noon, which would have been impossible because Plum's school was 9 to 1. Right. And that has made a difference in terms of how late he sleeps in the morning, which has been really awesome. I'm really thankful for that. Mine is in a similar vein. I am loving not having to get out the door in the morning and have everyone get ready and be someplace at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Everyone is sleeping in, except for Neil, who starts work early. Yeah. (laughs) But it is just glorious. I think we're all happier when we're not woken up then. It feels really relaxed in the morning. Mm -hmm. I look forward to when we can go back to school and work. Yeah. But- I will miss the really relaxed mornings that we've been having. Mm -hmm. That's the end of our discussion of favorites for the moment. We'd love to hear what you listeners have been loving during this time. So please reach out to us and let us know. Let's end as we always do with eating lately. I will start with something very simple. We have been loving easy sides. And I can't believe we didn't do more of this before the pandemic. I feel like a lot of times our fruit and veggie sides were things that had to be chopped. Mm. Apples, carrots, peppers, things that required some work. Yeah. Not a whole lot of work, but enough work to feel like work. Enough work that I don't do that regularly. (laughs) (laughs) So we have been loving canned pineapple. Mm. We water down the juice and then they each get a glass of juice with dinner, which they Uh love. So special. And then the actual pineapple itself is delicious for all. And then on the vegetable front, we are loving frozen edamame that Mm. we just cook up and everyone in the family loves it. I will be continuing that maybe forever. Mm -hmm. I am just loving having a well-rounded meal, but very little effort involved. So good. What have you been eating? I have a story to tell about key lime pie. I got stuff to make key lime pie for my birthday. Mm -hmm. which I didn't do because everybody's birthday in my family, except for Plum, is right there in that same weekend. Mm -hmm. So we had a carrot cake for Pepper for his first birthday. There was so much carrot cake that I didn't want to make a key lime pie. Right. And then have something go to waste. So we just ate carrot cake. Then we made a cake for Andrew for his birthday, which is a few days after Pepper's birthday and my birthday. Mm -hmm. There were just so many desserts. So then... I was feeling like I'm really ready for my key lime pie. Mixed up the middle, could not find my graham cracker crust that I swear that I bought. Mm -hmm. Did not have any graham crackers. Then I just baked it without a crust. Mm -hmm. Like a pudding. Like a pudding. And the top of it was fine, but I baked it too long and the bottom got weird and sort of bubbly Uh and not a good texture to eat. So that was super disappointing. And I was really still wanting it, but I wasn't going to the grocery store. Then I read about a pie called Atlantic Beach Pie that has Ritz cracker crust. Okay. That is a similar pie to a key lime pie, and we had Ritz crackers. So I made this, and I will never be going back. The Ritz cracker crust was so perfect because it's the salty Mm -hmm. to go with the sweet and the tang of the key lime pie. It was amazing, and it was so easy. So is it just butter and Ritz crackers and sugar? Yes, exactly. You crush up the Ritz crackers. I will crush them more next time. I think there were too many big chunks that didn't hold together as well as I would have hoped. But it was amazing. I'm intrigued. So yum. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find us on our website, friendlierpodcast.com, on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or email us, friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. 
Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. I've been reading something that may or may not be pandemic. Listening. You said reading. Oh. The first is of the, I think it's Regency. I don't know. It's like the old timey. Historical romance. Yeah.